0: Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Carefree and Black Diaries. I am the host of this podcast and my name is Shakira. Welcome all of you who are new. Listen. I understand that there may be, actually not maybe, there are quite a bit of you that are new here. Welcome. Thank you for joining our Carefree family. We love you and we appreciate you already, even though you haven't been here long. Thank you for stopping by. And if you are already a part of our Carefree family, you've been here for months, weeks, years, I don't care how long it's been. Thank you for being a part of what we have going here. I'm so appreciative. So thank you for coming back for a new episode. If you are new here, we do have new episodes every Tuesday at 9 a.m. So, you know, tune in and make sure that you are subscribing on whatever platforms you're using to listen to your podcast so that you will be notified every single time we have a brand new episode. I'm not going to hold you all long because we have to get to a few things in our carefree updates. And then we're going to have our t- topic of the day. All right, y'all. So let's talk about a few carefree updates that we have this week. It's been a very long time since we had carefree updates. Um, It's just been a while. There's been a lot going on. We just got back um, from our little break, our mental health break from the podcast a few weeks ago. So we haven't had a chance to really talk about a lot of things that have been going on. I do want to share some entertainment things with you all. First of all, if you have not seen The Old Guard, it is a movie on Netflix. I think that it was added just a few days ago, maybe two or three days ago at the time that I'm recording this podcast. It is starring... Kiki Lane. if her name sounds familiar, she was in the movie um, If Bill Street to Talk, which was directed by Barry Jenkins. She was in that movie. And I think that was like her breakout role. So she's back now in The Old Guard. It's really good. I watched it. If you are into action movies, if you are into comic book kind of themed movies this is definitely going to be up your alley I enjoy those kind of movies so if you like that I do believe that you will enjoy the movie it was directed by Gina Prince Bythewood I always have a hard time pronouncing her last name. It was directed by her. She also wrote and directed Love and Basketball. She directed um, The Secret Life of Bees. She directed, and I believe she also wrote um, Beyond the Lights. So she has been in the game for years. I'm so proud and so happy to see her returning And with this movie, she is the first Black woman to direct a live action comic book movie. The first. So if you can, if you have some time during this week, next week, make sure that you are watching The Old Guard on Netflix so that you can send her some support. We know that in the entertainment industry, in movies, especially in television, numbers matter because a lot of times different executives and producers and network heads will use the excuse that um they will not give black directors a chance black writers screenwriters and people of that nature because they feel like we aren't interested in their content because they just aren't watching it they're not interested in it so if you have a chance even if you don't watch it if you just cut it on your computer and you have it playing in the background just be sure to support it in any way that you can. Now, also, I want to talk about this story. Um, It was a few weeks ago. It may have even been months ago at this point because, listen, I don't know where the year has gone. I honestly and truthfully do not know where 2020 went. I know it's been hectic. I know it has reached... Havoc on my mental health, but I just don't know where the year has gone. But earlier this year, there was a story you may remember it was a black man and a white woman in Central Park. She was walking her dog, she was choking her dog out, to be honest, because she was too busy calling 911 on this black man who was bird watching. His name was Christian Cooper. So, this woman, after that happened, she had her dog taken away from her, they gave her the dog back. Uh-uh. Not too long after they took the dog away, they gave the dog back, which I think was a terrible decision because if you see the video, I felt terrible for the dog and I'm not even one of those people, but the entire video, I was like worried about the dog just because she was choking the dog out. So they gave her the dog back, but they said that she would be facing some charges for calling 911 on this man, right? He came out and he said that he felt like the consequences that she was receiving for the call that she made on him. He hadn't done anything to her, but she was, you know, on the phone doing this hysterical rant about she felt threatened by this African-American man in the park. He was threatening her and he felt like the consequences didn't match um, what she did. And here's the thing. I see sometimes, most times, I'm one of those people who can see both sides of a story. I can understand why someone would do anything that they do at any point in life, probably up until like hurt someone up until that point. I can pretty much understand why anyone would do anything unless you're hurting someone. Now... I can understand why he would think that. And I can understand why he would feel like the consequences were too severe. But, but on the other side of the coin, he has to realize, Christian Cooper has to realize that this is not about him. The consequences that she is having for her actions are not about him directly. This is about something way bigger than him. It's way bigger than him, it's bigger than me, it's bigger than you. This is about the systems that have been in place for years in this country where white women felt like they can weaponize their femininity, their whiteness to their advantage, and where it could possibly harm minorities, more specifically, black men. We have seen this happen for years. One major occurrence being Emmett Till. Emmett Till was killed as a kid. He was murdered. He was beaten to death as a kid and his mother chose to have an open casket funeral because she wanted the world to see what her baby looked like in that casket, what they had done to him. A few years ago, the white woman that claimed that he whistled at her said that she lied. She admitted that it was a lie. So Emmett Till lost his life because she lied and she weaponized her whiteness and her femininity. And this, I can't even begin to explain it because it's just this system where people are going to come to the rescue of a frazzled white woman. And this isn't like a shot towards all white women. I love our allies, but... That is what that woman was doing to Christian Cooper. So I need Christian Cooper to understand that this isn't about him. This is about that 10-year-old five years from now who is lied on or who someone calls the police on him and he has done nothing. But something happens to him, um, whether he becomes a product of the system or something worse. This is about that. This is about dismantling the oppression that Black men and Black women and all minorities, if we're being honest, have faced in this country and globally, because it's not just here in America, it's everywhere. So it's about that. It's not about him. So I, and I kind of don't like, not kind of, I really don't like that he said that he felt like the consequences were not Equal to what she had done because it wasn't about him. It's about something way bigger than him This is about my future sons. This is about my nephews. This is about my cousins your cousins Your uncles your fathers your brothers. This is about all of us. This is a movement It's not about you as a person and we have to get laws in place to where People will be charged with offenses, real offenses for calling 911, for calling the police on black people who aren't doing anything. That's a problem. And we have to dismantle that. So, Christian Cooper, I doubt that you're ever going to hear this, but if you do, sir, brother, I love you, but just realize that this is way bigger than you. <laughs> this isn't about you. This isn't even about her. This is about something way bigger this is about changes that we need to have happen now this isn't about something that we want a year from now this isn't about something that we want two years from now this is about today so it's not about you moving on did you all see this is some really good news the Team, The NFL team, the Washington Redskins, have finally decided to change their name After 87 years, after years and years of Native American people, indigenous people Telling them that it was offensive to be named Redskins Last night, I woke up, I rolled over You know how you get like the news notifications on your phone or your tablet or whatever I rolled over, I saw the notification, and I was just like, thank you Finally, finally, real change is happening. Y'all, we are in the midst of something great. We are in the midst of something epic. And as stressful as this time has been, just take a second to realize that you are literally living through history right now you yourself are living through history we are living through history years from now there is going to be a section of a textbook somewhere that talks about 2020 and how people are finally being held accountable and i love it i love it i actually had a discussion with my father oh my gosh a few weeks ago and he loves to watch like espn um what's that guy's name who's like talking all the time early in the morning steven steven i can't think of his name right now you know who i'm talking about he's like always on there talking and they were talking about the name change of the washington redskins removing the redskins name and my dad genuinely asked me like what's offensive about the name? And I said, it's derogatory. It's offensive to Native American people, to indigenous people. That is offensive to them. So I had to come up with like a a, a situation that he could possibly understand as a black person. You know, what if they called you something that we view as offensive? They had it named after a team. That would be offensive to you. So he finally understood. So I'm so happy that they have, chosen to remove that name, so happy, so happy, so happy. Now, um, lastly, two things. One, if you aren't aware, there is another podcast that I have. It is called Black History Moments. If you are not already subscribed to it, you can subscribe to it on whatever you use to listen to your podcast on because we are everywhere. And if you like to learn about Black history, if you like to learn about stories that are beyond... MLK, Rosa Parks, Sojourner Truth, Harriet Tubman, that is the podcast for you because we talk about names that you don't normally hear on a regular basis and you definitely don't hear about in school. I promise you, you are going to learn something valuable on that podcast. So subscribe to that. And secondly, I need you all to follow the Instagram page, which is at Carefree and Black Diaries and follow the Twitter, which is at Carefree, B-L-K-P-O-D. And here's why. I am going to be giving away some money. The Carefree and Black Diaries is going to be giving away money to college students, to people that are in undergrad, to people that are pursuing their master's degrees, their doctorate, medical school, law school, as long as you are enrolled in an accredited School, you could possibly be receiving a little scholarship from us, and I'm going to be choosing four people. I'm not going to tell you the specific requirements or anything like that because they will be on the Instagram page and also the Twitter page so that you can apply. I promise you, it's going to be super simple. I have been in college before, I've been in grad school before. I know that you don't need another long application (laughs) to be filling out, and you don't need a long essay to be writing at this time, but I know things have been crazy with COVID, with everything that's been going on, and I want to be able to help you out, even if it's just a little bit. So, I'm going to be helping you out with that. Make sure that you are following those two accounts so you can stay aware and also share with your friends, your family, your homegirl, your cousin, your neighbor, whoever you think needs this extra money during this time. But be looking out for that because that is going to be coming probably at the end of this week or early next week. So that's all I have for our carefree updates. We're going to have our topic of the day right after a break from our sponsors. Alright so first of all I know that You all are probably like Shakira Now you told us these next few Weeks are going to have guests and They are trust me I promise they are Next week I have two guests That are going to be with me Fingers crossed I have good faith that It's going to be another Visual kind of podcast as well If you don't know there is A YouTube channel now It is not Carefree and Black Diaries It is Shakira White Productions And that is where all the visual content is going to be held but hopefully next week we have two guests I'm excited for you all to meet them but this week I felt like I needed to come on and talk by myself because I needed to talk through a few things with you all because this is my this is the method to my madness this is my thinking for things right a lot of times podcast episodes come to me randomly um usually something happens I have a thought about something I see something on tv hear it on something, and I'm like, we should talk about that. Sometimes things happen to me, and I realize that I have an issue within myself that I need to work through. And nine times out of ten, I'm not the only person with that issue. And there are quite a few of you that will be listening that have the same issue. So, why not just talk through it together? So, that is why we are having. This topic today and listen this is going to be a hard one for me it was even hard for me to sketch out some things because it forced me to be honest with myself and this is going to force you to be honest with yourself as well this is one of those podcast episodes where if you have a notebook if you have a tablet, the notes, the app on your phone, whatever you use to jot down your notes, your sticky pad, I don't care what it is. If you have something that you use to document different things that you want to implement in your personal life, this is going to be one of those podcast episodes because I need you to write this down <laughs> because it's I believe that it has been helpful to me, even though it's only been a few days. Just being able to think through these things before I came to you all with it has definitely been super helpful to me. And I i am quite positive that it's going to be helpful to you as well. So let's just go ahead and jump into it, girl. Listen, I am. Mm, <laughs> mm, this is one of those episodes where it forces me to just be real. So today we're just going to be real. And I have a confession that many of you all may not um, know about me. It's not something that I like to share. It's not something I like to talk about. Um, it's just one of those things I like to keep under wraps, right? And I'm, I'm making this way more dramatic than it is, right? But okay, here's the confession. I am not good at taking criticism. I li- listen, I know, I know some of y'all are like, girl what some of y'all are like girl me either and some of y'all are like what huh how is this helpful but listen trust me stay with me stick with me here I'm not good at taking criticism and I realize that I am not the only person that is horrible at taking criticism so that is why I wanted to have this podcast episode to kind of flesh out um constructive criticism versus destructive criticism and also how you can better receive it and apply it to whatever it is that you're doing because if we're going to be honest if you're living in this world at some point in time you're going to be criticized you are going to face some critique someone is going to offer an opinion on something that you are doing or have done And it may be difficult for you to receive that opinion. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And I hope that you all will stay tuned to the end because I do think that this is going to be helpful to each and every one of you all. So here we go. I am not good at taking criticism. I'm forcing myself to say it again just because it's it's that deep for me. It is that difficult for me to admit that I am not good at taking criticism, Um, constructive criticism. Or destructive, I am just not good at taking it. I'm not good at critique. I have never been good at taking it. I have never been someone who is, I don't wanna say open to criticism because that makes it seem terrible. Let's just call a spade a spade. Let's call a thing a thing. I'm not good at criticism, and I'm forcing myself to say this. I have never been open to it and oftentimes I don't even like sharing different things that I am doing with like my friends or my family like you know normally normally if you are doing something you want to be able to you know come up with the game plan come up with you know an outline come up with something tangible first. Even if you roll over it in your head a million times, after you have spent some time with that thing, you are supposed to go out into the world, share it with people that you trust, and get feedback. I have never been one of those people. (laughs) I'm going to be honest. I have never been one of those people that came up with something and I was like, all right, now it's time for me to share it with my best friends and share it with my mom and get their opinion. It has been a struggle for me to do that my entire life because. Automatically, I feel like when I open myself up to, it's like open myself up to a firing squad for some reason. And I don't know why mentally I associate receiving feedback and criticism and critique with something negative, Um, but I do. I do. I don't know if there's something that happened in my childhood, if there's something, a situation that I buried in my mind and I can't even think of at the moment that has made me be this way, but I am. So here we are working through this thing. So sometimes I purposely avoid asking for critique because I struggle so much with accepting feedback and criticism. So when I feel like if I'm asking someone for their opinion on something And even if they're like, it's good, but you can change this automatically, my ego and my mind gets defensive. It jumps on the defense and I'm like, what do you mean it's not perfect? Even if I know, if I know for a fact, it's not perfect. If there are things about it that I want to change, just hearing someone else say it just does something to me. It just really grinds my gears for some reason. And I don't know why, but today we're going to talk about it. So I know I'm not alone on this. I know that there are other people out there that struggle with this as well. So that's why I wanted to have a specific podcast episode about it so that you can come back and reference this and that you can also have a list of things that you too can work through when being able to open yourself up to feedback and criticism. So where is this coming from? (laughs) Where did this idea come from? This is why it's so personal to me because here's, okay, let me be honest. I am not someone who likes reading reviews. I don't like to read (laughs) the Apple reviews on the podcast. Um, When I first started out, I did read the Apple reviews because the audience was very small. It was like, you know, from 50 people to 100 people, 200 people, and they were mostly positive. Um, But now the audience has really gone up to the thousands. And with more people comes more opinions, and with more people comes more things that certain people like and other people don't like. So, I'm one of those people that I would just rather, you know, avoid it altogether. Like I'm not reading the reviews because I don't want to read anything negative. Well, I messed up the other night because I read the reviews. <laughs> I was in the middle of um redoing. So we have these things where you have like a slideshow that you can send to different brands and people if you want to, you know, have them support your show with sponsorships. So I was just going back and updating the one for Care for in Black Diaries. So I wanted to get some new reviews in there from, you know, more recent reviews because the ones that are on there now are like from January, in February so I was like let me get some you know June July May reviews on this slideshow well I went on the Apple reviews to try you know and screenshot it cut it out so I can paste it on the slideshow and I saw a positive a very positive review was the first one I saw the one under that was like a one-star, and I quickly slid by it. Like, as soon as I saw the one-star, like, swipe, mm don't want to see it, not there. The next one was a really good one. The third one, no, the fourth one after that was another bad one. So, I'm like, what is going on? So, I read the review, and the person is like, um... I can't even remember verbatim but basically they were saying that the podcast wasn't worth the listen. They were like basically, you know, it isn't good. Don't waste your time. It's not worth the listen. So when I saw it, I immediately felt terrible. Like as soon as I saw it, I forgot all of the other positive reviews that I had just read. And that is what negativity does to a lot of us. If we see or hear one negative comment about something that we do, it can negate all of the positive feedback, all of the good things that you've done, everything that people may like about you. You can forget all about that and focus on that one spec or that one person who had a negative opinion. So while I was thinking about it, I was like, okay, where is this stemming from? And <laughs> here's the thing y'all like, something as minuscule as that or something that could be as small as that has now turned into a whole podcast episode like I went from just trying to like update a package a sponsorship package to coming up with a whole podcast episode because I've recognized something in myself that I need to fix and if I need to fix that I know that there are other people out there that need to fix it as well so I was sitting with that thing y'all I was on my couch I went to sleep that night, I meditated on it, I prayed about it that night, I woke up the next morning, and I was still thinking about that thing. And I was like, why is this thing bothering me so much? I'm like, I don't know this person who reviewed it. I don't know if they listened to an entire episode or they just listened to the first two minutes. I don't know if they are even in my audience of people that will listen to this podcast. I don't know anything about this person but this person has had an effect on me for basically 24 hours why is that and after spending some time with it it just like dawned on me it was like the light bulb shot up it was like oh bingo there it is you can't take criticism you don't know how to accept feedback you don't know how to agree to disagree with people about your things And that is where the issue is. So that's why today we're talking about, you know, the difference between constructive criticism and destructive criticism and how you yourself can work on being a better receiver of feedback from people. Because it's not just, you know, me with podcasting. It can be on the job. I have had state jobs. I have worked in the Dollar General, I have been a secretary before. And even in all of those jobs, I have had a hard time accepting feedback and critique from people. Um, and so I recognize that it's not just a creative kind of thing. It's across the board. I know that there are some people right now on your job, your manager, you know, every time you see them coming around the corner, you like, oh my gosh, what she got to say today? What is she going to complain about today? What did I do wrong today? So, this is what we're talking about today because hopefully, next time, you know, after you listen to this podcast episode, next time you see that manager coming around the corner, those thoughts aren't your initial thoughts. Hopefully we can switch that, kind of trick our minds into going another direction and saying, okay, how can I receive this and kind of shuffle through what they're actually saying and find what is useful in that information to better apply to what I'm doing. So that's what we're going to be talking about. So first of all, in order to even get to a position where you can better accept feedback or critique from other people, we have to first understand the difference between constructive criticism and destructive criticism because there is a difference. Sometimes people can offer you constructive criticism as a means of helping you improve um, in whatever it is that you're doing because they want to see it get better, um, but But there are also some people, if we're going to be real, that don't want to see that. And some people just don't know how to offer constructive criticism. So all of their criticism is destructive. So constructive criticism sees a problem and they want to help. All right. So if you're at a restaurant and I'm trying to think of a situation, let's just say we're at a restaurant and, you know, we're out to brunch and the waitress gives us one of those buzzy things. I don't even know the name of them. You know, the buzzy things that they give you where you can like wait outside and they're like, okay, when it's your time, it's going to buzz to let you know to come in. All right. They give us one of those and we go outside. We're sitting outside five minutes passes, 10 minutes passes, 15 minutes passes. And this thing still hasn't buzzed. We recognize that there's not even a large crowd here. So we go inside, you know, we check, you like, Shakira, girl, go ask the waiter what's going on. So, you know, I go up there and I'm like, hey, um, our buzzer hasn't gone off yet. You know, what's going on? And they're like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that it wasn't turned on or, or it wasn't working or something like that. Something small. And we're like, okay, well, you know, next time maybe you can have someone come outside and, you know, just check and ensure that you all don't have any people waiting because we were waiting outside for 15 minutes. Boom constructive criticism destructive criticism on the other hand sees a problem amplifies it and wants to hurt so rewind let's go back we're sitting outside 15 minutes passes same thing you're like Shakira girl you need to go and check in there and see what's going on this buzzer hasn't gone off I go inside the next thing I know I'm lighting into this waiter Me and my friend have been outside for 15 minutes. This buzzer has not gone off. There is not even three people sitting in this restaurant. What is going on? Y'all need to do something about this. I'm going to leave 10 bad Yelp reviews because everyone reads Yelp and you'll never have another customer in here and you're going to go bankrupt and your restaurant is going to close tomorrow. And I'm going to call the Department of Health Services and I'm going to tell them that it's dirty in here because I need you to be closed because we have had to wait for 15 minutes destructive criticism all because a buzzer or a simple mistake or because something that I didn't like which was a 15 minute wait time destructive criticism we recognized the problem but we did not offer any real help we just flew off the deep end and said we're gonna be trying to get this restaurant shut down because we had to wait 15 minutes that's destructive criticism and that's kind of like an overboard kind of um <sighs> Example, but it's it's the example that I could think of at the moment. So that is the difference between constructive criticism. And we also have to be in a position to where you can recognize the difference, because a lot of times if you are like me, It's going to be even hard for you to decipher the difference between constructive criticism and destructive criticism just because you are shut off to the idea of criticism at all. So you have to be able to recognize the difference. Just remember that constructive criticism wants to help. It recognizes the problem and it wants to help you find a better solution to it. Destructive criticism goes the other way and it recognizes the problem and it wants to hurt you. It doesn't offer you any help, anything to help you get better at this problem it just critiques and that's it it doesn't offer you anything else so now that we know the difference between the two we know the difference between constructive criticism and destructive criticism let's not even think about destructive criticism at all because right now we recognize that destructive criticism isn't helpful to us that's just one of those things that you just let you know roll off your back like water on a duck's back. You just let it roll off. You just shake it off. You just shake it off and keep going because it's not going to help you in any way. It's not going to help you to, you know, keep thinking about what that person has said because they haven't offered you any real helpful advice in the destructive criticism. So let's focus on the constructive side because some people do offer constructive criticism. So here are five points that I want you to remember in better being able to accept feedback, criticism and critique constructive that is constructive criticism feedback and critique so the first point I want to um get you all to know is number one be proactive not reactive now a lot of times this is like an ego thing this is like an ego thing because ego tells us that we need to jump the gun and defend ourselves defend our choices for different things our creative choices our choices at work um or whatever venue in which you are receiving this criticism or feedback we feel like ego tells us defend yourself like before this person can even get their sentence out good they haven't even finished speaking before your mind is thinking about how to respond. So this is why we say be proactive, not reactive to the feedback or criticism. Like if you are so quick to jump and defend yourself, defend your methods, defend your decision making in whatever it is that you are doing, you may miss something valuable that that person was offering you in the feedback or criticism. Okay. As many of you all know, I just received my master's degree in December, December 2019. While I was there, I was taking this class. It was digital video production. Was that the first class I took? I believe, no, that was the last class. I was supposed to take it as the first class, but it ended up being the last class. Digital video production. So during this class, um, you have to make a short film at the end, but before you are even able to get your hands on you know making this short film you first have to do an exercise and the exercise was in criticism facing criticism because it's that big of a deal like think about it um if you are in the entertainment industry it's all criticism like you're never going to get away from criticism people write reviews on movies and television shows all the time you're never going to get away from it so we had this exercise in class. And before we had the exercise, the teacher had a whole lesson. I mean, the entire class was on how to better receive criticism or feedback from your peers. And one of the practices was not only how to better receive it, but also how to give better feedback. So one of the lessons was when you are offering someone criticism or feedback on something that they have done don't just say what's wrong with it you know say I see your choice here was to shoot this angle from a low angle personally I may have chosen eye level because blah 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 blah, blah. you know whatever I'm just trying to think of something um And because you are offering why you would have chosen a different route and you recognize that their choices for doing things may not have been necessarily what you would have done, that person will automatically be better able to receive it. And one of the things that I loved so much about that exercise was that the teacher would have us write down what the critique was. You know, we would be writing while the person was talking. So when you're writing what someone is saying... It forces you to not even be able to think about how you're going to respond in your head because you're just writing out what they're saying, what they're offering you in that moment. And after you finish writing, then you can respond to what they were saying. So I said all that to say, be proactive, not reactive. Don't be so quick to jump to um, defend yourself, even though it's like the human way of things. I do it all the time I have to do better I know I have to do better we have to do better about this but don't be reactive just be proactive in the critique number two realize that most not all criticism is rooted in truth most of it is rooted in truth not all of it okay so things are subjective which is another point of mine a little bit later but all criticism all feedback is not True, if we're being honest, um, just because uh, you tell me the sky is purple and I looked up and see the sky is blue and I see it with my own eyes that the sky is blue, just because you said it's purple doesn't make it true, right? So, I took another class, a screenwriting class, and we had another lesson in receiving feedback and critique. And the professor was saying that um, he's an NYU film school professor. And he was saying that when you write something, if you write a script and you send it to your friends, your writer friends to read over, you know, and get some feedback on it, you have to realize that. Your truth is not everyone's truth. So what they may feel like should be changed, what they may feel like is bad doesn't necessarily make it bad um, or doesn't necessarily make it, you know, something that needs to be changed. But you can decipher. You can kind of sort through what they've said and find out the pieces that you want to take and what you want to leave from the feedback. So for this one, it requires um, almost a level of emotional intelligence for you because you have to be able to kind of read between the lines of what someone is saying when they're giving you feedback on different things. And also just to not take everything someone is critiquing you on as gospel. So just because they felt like a song was a little flat, if they felt like the report that you issued that month for the company was, wasn't top tier, and you should have had another bar graph. And there doesn't necessarily mean that it should have been another bar graph. Maybe you needed more data, and they couldn't articulate that to you that you should have just had more data in the report for the company that month. So, just being able to kind of read between the lines and not necessarily take everything so literal when people are giving you feedback and criticism that is what's important about point number two, which is again, realize that most not all criticism is rooted in truth now number three think about it outside of yourself that's the point think about it outside of yourself so when someone is giving you critique and criticism step out of yourself and think about it as the other person or think about it as someone who is on the outside looking in so if you are someone who is observing this You won't be able to, you can kind of detach yourself from the personal feelings that you can feel um, when your ego starts creeping up. You can kind of detach yourself from that and think, okay, let me think about this as if I'm my friend. How would this criticism or critique or feedback sound if I'm not thinking about it as myself, if I'm thinking about it outside of myself? How would I have received this if I were just an onlooker in this situation? So that's basically that point. Think about it outside of yourself, thinking about it as if you were an onlooker. You know, that way, personal feelings aside, you're not thinking about, oh, my gosh, I need to defend myself in this moment because they're attacking me. I can't accept feedback. Think about it outside of yourself. Okay, if I were my sister, if I were my friend, how would I have received this or perceived this in that moment? So that's point number three. Hopefully that will be helpful to some of you. And number four, do not miss a chance to grow. All constructive feedback, all constructive criticism gives you a chance and an opportunity to grow. Now, if you are a person like me who is so quick to jump to defend yourself and whose ego kind of creeps in and forces you to say, no, that was good. I don't care. No, that was good. You know, they have horrible taste. You are missing an opportunity to grow. That person could be offering you something that can better. Better advance whatever it is that you are doing, any creative efforts that you have, any work efforts that you have, you know, on the job, they could be offering you a better way to do it or offering you some insight that you hadn't even thought about before. But if you are being quick to jump the gun and defend yourself, you're missing your opportunity to grow. So don't miss an opportunity to get better at whatever it is that you are doing because you can't take feedback or criticism from others. And lastly, and probably my, my favorite and the one that is going to help me the most is remember that things are subjective and that they are rarely ever personal. When I read that review on Apple, I took it personally. You know, I took it as a shot to me, Shakira, as a person, Um, not the podcast, not the podcast episode that they may have listened to or anything. I took it as a direct shot to me. Things are rarely, if ever, personal, and it is all subjective okay? Everything that you are receiving, every critique, every piece of feedback is coming from another person's experience. It's coming from a life that another person has lived and you yourself have not lived. Um, It is coming from a viewpoint where people have had to come up with a logic that they can better understand. So that doesn't mean that is gospel that doesn't mean that it is true. and that doesn't mean that it's a personal attack on you it doesn't mean that it's a personal critique on you as a person it's just coming from someone else and it's rarely ever personal at all destructive criticism on the other hand is mostly personal <laughs> like it's mostly personal but we're talking about constructive criticism here when people are offering you constructive criticism and feedback it's not about you, it's never about you as a person, and that is what I had to tell myself and come to realize after you know, after I sat with that for the hours that I sat with it, I just had this thought like she's curious not about you like. You made that about you when it wasn't. So remember that when you are in a situation where you are getting feedback, critique, or if you are working on something and you want someone to offer you some criticism or some feedback on whatever it is that you're doing, but you feel like, Oh my gosh, I can't ask them because I don't want to deal with um, having to get feedback from somebody because if they say something I don't like, I'm just going to shut down. Okay, big Aries energy. Don't be that way. It's not personal. It is just on whatever it is that you were doing. So point number one, let's go through them again just really quickly. Be proactive, not reactive. Number two, realize that most Not all criticism is rooted in truth. Three, think about it outside of yourself. Four, do not miss an opportunity and a chance to grow. And number five, which is my favorite, remember that things are subjective and rarely ever personal. So Erica Badu has a great quote that I love so much that I had to write it down so that I can remember. And she said, it was a tweet. And she said, quote, open the doors and they will come. With opinions. <laughs> that was the quote she said. Open the doors and they will come with opinions. So with that being said, remember that you may not be everyone's cup of tea. Some people like coffee. But that doesn't mean that coffee tastes better than tea. That doesn't mean that they have no taste because they like coffee and not tea. It just means that there are different strokes for different folks. Okay. It doesn't mean that what you are doing or what you have done is any better or any worse than anything anyone else is doing. It just means that what you may have done may not be that person's cup of tea. It may not be what that person likes, and it's not personal. So remember that when you are in a situation where you feel like, I want to get feedback from someone, but I don't want to have to deal with the afterwards. I don't want to have to deal with after I receive the feedback because I think I'm going to take it personally. So hopefully this podcast episode is helpful to you. Hopefully it is something that you can apply to your real life, your personal life, so that you can grow and become a better person because that is... The ultimate goal here, that is what we are all striving for. I just want you all to become better people because I love you so much. And oh my gosh, I can't emphasize how much I love you, and I appreciate each and every one of you. Don't forget to follow the Instagram at Carefree and Black Diaries. Also, the Twitter, which is Carefree Black Pod lkpoD we also have a facebook which is carefree and black diaries again hopefully next week you all will be here with our two visitors and it'll be a visual aspect of it as well if you want to watch it don't forget what well, we always say stay black and carefree and we'll see you next week in a new episode of the carefree and black diaries bye guys